1: That how many fans start showing
0: up? So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, nonstop Viking It's Purple Daily on Score North and Scorenorth.com.
1: He's been he's been great uh, throughout the process, even before uh, you know signing and, and now he's just in a mode where minute to minute, day to day, we know exactly where he is and what he's doing. Uh in regards to preparing for those moments. You'll see him just ever so subtly do a little bit more, a little bit more. Eventually it'll be team drills and then should be full go. Um, As I said, he he came in in great shape, as Daniel Hunter always does. Um, And uh, the expectation is when the time's right, he'll be out there.
0: Hold on. Phil's, uh, there we go. Now he's good. Are we my back now? Yep, you're good. Okay. Yeah, the whole that whole clip glitched out, and I was anxiously waiting for on my end <laughs> to see if Kevin O'Connell gave Judd a good question point.
1: No, <sighs> he gave one out yesterday, and it wasn't to me. He also like our, our buddy yeah. our buddy Jason overnight cuts up all the clips that KLC answers from Judd, and he'll like label it Judd question. And I went through all of them today, like hoping like all right, just waiting no. for an acknowledgement <laughs> of Judd, 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 come nope. on. Nope. No, nope. I, I think he might know. Oh, I think he might be on to our games.
0: He probably consumes, yeah. I mean, he yeah. came over pretty pretty confidently a couple of days ago. Like, Dapped you up? As if, you know, he's he feels like he knows me better than we actually know each other because he probably consumes on a regular basis. And KOC, if that's the case, don't be nervous around us, okay? We're just normal people. We put our pants on. We jump in both legs first like everybody else does when they put <laughs> yeah, their pants on.
1: It's not that big a deal. <laughs>
0: That's how I do it anyways. Sometimes I trip. (laughs) Um, Hey, it's Purple Daily. This is a bonus episode, sort of an abbreviated bonus episode of Judd's Camp Notes. We've got Write That Down predictions also later on today we'll hit you with. But the show is presented by our friends at TCL, which brings award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more at TCL.com, and Judd's repping the brand there. He's got that Surly T-shirt on today. Uh, The Before I Die Lager is one of the hottest drinks of the summer, just
1: sweeping the nation, Judd. It absolutely is because it is so easy, refreshing. They they call it a session beer because you can have a few of them, and guess what? You're still feeling sharp as can be, and it's a perfect way uh, to start the preseason as games get going, with actually Kellen Mont starting in the Hall of Fame game right. for the Cleveland Browns. You can start wow. watching your your football with a Surly product n- nearby. Make it a before I die. That is the goal of everyone associated with Purple Daily. Mm-hmm. That before we die. Sorry, it's the wrong wrong button there. Yeah, I was going to say don't buzz Surly. Surly's to done nothing wrong. Let's your...
0: say what happened
1: sorry what the goal the goal is of course a Super Bowl and before I die symbolizes what we all hope and surly has it down to a science yes
0: all right let's uh, let's open up Judd's camp notes here he's been out there observing all of the practice sessions so far and uh, yesterday it seemed like a lot of guys went down with injuries yesterday so yeah. I'm curious to see where you where you go here
1: yeah that's where we're gonna start we're gonna start with um we're gonna start with probably not the worst in- injury but uh One that's not surprising, but is disturbing. And that was the fact that cornerback Andrew Booth Jr., who cannot stay healthy, he couldn't stay healthy, I think it goes back to high school, uh, had injury problems in college, and then, of course, was sidelined a few times last season. We don't know why, but he walked off the field, uh, assisted by a a member of the doctor-slash-trainer staff and it's just the latest in a long line of injuries. Now, the bad news, it's not surprising, but the bad news is I think he'll probably be out for a a few days. The good news, I guess, is this just solidifies Makai Blackman's opportunity. So just to be clear here, Andrew Booth Jr., in every practice I've seen, I don't think he's gotten a first-team rep yet. So it's Caleb Evans at one corner, Byron Murphy Jr. at the other corner. When they go to nickel, uh, joan williams who was signed as a free agent from new england has come in on the outside byron murphy has scooted inside blackman now the last couple of days has started to also incorporate with the first team yesterday actually was inside in the nickel and murphy stayed outside so they're trying a lot of things here none of them involve uh, booth jr but this is unfortunate because if he was going to make headway it's just a matter of this guy cannot stay on the field. And he supposedly fell to the second round because of that. Gosh. And Quazy thought it was worth a chance. But for him, this really stinks.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's really uh, yeah, they because they don't, we did the 53 man the other day and uh, you know, I was like looking, you know, because you had five cornerbacks kept and I was kind of looking at, you know, how close is that cutoff to the sixth and seventh? And it's, it's kind of a drop off. Am I wrong on that? Like, there's not an obvious, if it, right. let's say someone gets hurt or, you know, it's a long term injury, is there an obvious sort of next man up in that cornerback group? It's an inexperienced group with the five that you have them keeping. And the more you have to sort of, if, if, you know, guys start going down before the season starts, you know, it's, uh, it's problematic. You could argue that it's a problematic position, just period. So, yeah, the more they can keep the guys that they have healthy, healthy, but, yeah, man, Andrew Booth Jr., you know, you can't make the club in a tub, as Brad
1: Childress used to say. That's a position that is primed for either a uh, late training camp waiver pickup once cuts are made or a trade, right? Like just Forget for a depth guy. Yeah. yeah, just, just for – because, yes, I, I agree. It's a young group, and after you get past the group that's been playing first and second team, it's not like a name stands out. So that's the first thing. The second thing, staying on the injury path, Kene Wangwu did not practice yesterday. He was not mm. on the field. Now, this was after Kevin O'Connell had talked, and O'Connell doesn't talk after practices, so we don't know why yet. But that left Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler, Dwayne McBride. Madison came up gimpy late in practice as well, sat out the rest of the practice. I saw he told at the Star Tribune, coming off the field that he was going to get checked and should be fine. Uh, but Wang Wu, I guess this is a I guess this is a question mark too. If he's going to be incorporated more cuz he's not a big guy at all, right? Can he stay healthy? Um but Wang Wu no question in, in my opinion was very much fighting for a a high place on the depth chart behind cuz it's going to go Madison and then we don't know. Mm-hmm. This gives Ty Chandler and McBride a enormous opportunity here because to go back to what you just said, you can't make the club in a tub, and if Kane Wangwu is out now for an extended period or a few days, I think it's going to become much easier to probably put Ty-, Ty Chandler second on that depth chart and Wangwu or McBride third.
0: It's also really hard to evaluate running backs in training camp because you know they're not tackling... You can't really see yards after contact. I guess you can sort of see some of the blitz pickups, which against this defense, you're going to figure out pretty quickly. All right, Is the running back doing his job, stepping up and you know grabbing who he's supposed to? But with that said, have you noticed anyone sort of standing out more than anyone else? Anyone flashing at that position, or is it still just way too early to tell?
1: I can't tell yet. I did see this though, and this and this is costly. This will cost you a place, at least as far as on the depth chart ladder. Ty Chandler put the ball on the ground yesterday in a mm, run drill. The ball is the program, exactly. Well, and and you the might laugh and franchise. say, "Ah, it's a practice fumble." Uh, uh-uh. uh. Coaches
0: don't laugh about this stuff. That's even worse. It's like it's a practice fumble, guys. They're not even yeah. tackling. Why is
1: the ball? Why is that ball? Why is my ball on the ground? Yeah. Why is my ball on the ground? (laughs) Exactly. Well, yeah. And and, and I mean, that's how you lose a. That's how you at least lose carries. Like if I can't trust you, if you're a running back, well, hell, if you're any position, skill position, and I can't trust you. So I think that this gives Chandler with Wong being out a really good opportunity, but. Putting the ball on the ground was probably one of the most disturbing things beyond the injuries, of course, that we saw in yesterday's practice.
0: When that ball hit the ground, did the crowd and all the coaches, was there an audible gasp?
1: (gasps) I was, uh, my eyes like saucers. They open wide. I'm like, that's the, like you said, that's the program. That's what you can't afford. That got to take care of the football in the National Football League. I mean, that's how you cause sudden change. Sudden change, sudden change puts the defense up against it, their backs against the wall. That's how you give up points. Can't happen. Yeah, that's sudden, sudden change, sudden change, sudden change. Let's go.
0: All
1: right. Let's Games are and lost okay. and won on sudden change. Okay, um, and the most disturbing injury that we saw was not necessarily to a high-profile player, but in a one-on-one drill, wide receivers against cornerbacks, wide receiver Tristan Jackson, who's had a pretty good camp, I, I think he's probably more of a practice squad guy, uh, suffered what appeared to be a serious leg injury, mm-hmm. was down on the ground for quite some time, was eventually carted off after Kwesi and O'Connell and Justin Jefferson went to check on him. Uh, but this looked bad. Like I'm not going to be surprised if it was a knee, and I'm not going to be surprised if his season is done. I was not in the corner of the end zone where this occurred, but I was told by by those who saw it that there was a loud scream. So that probably means something. Something went, which is really, really too bad. That's too bad, man. Uh, so I think Tristan, tra- Tristan Jackson's training camp is done. Uh, what this adds to, though, is the depth at wide receiver is being eroded because Jalen Naylor still not back yet. So like the top yeah. end, you're fine, but like just as Who's far as the depth Lucky Jackson, Lucky Jackson, Lucky Jackson, Lucky Jackson's, Lucky still, Jackson, there. Right? Yeah, Lucky Jackson's fine, still there. fine. But they're they're down two guys and Naylor. We don't know what's wrong. O'Connell just keeps saying that the problem still exists. He got hurt the first day of training camp. Um, He has a sleeve on his right. Yeah, so I think it's his right leg. So like a calf or something or a knee. But anyway, below the knee. The sleeve is below the knee, so maybe it is a calf. Long story short, I, I, you know, when we went through the roster um, 53 man breakdown on Monday, I have pretty potential high hopes. For Jalen Naylor, but you got to get back at at some point soon. And if this is going to be long term, that very well might change the thoughts on the construction of the depth at that position.
0: Yeah, very interesting, man. It's it's too early for we're like a week into training camp, and you can't have a bunch of <laughs> bunch of guys going. They put out. the pads on and things happen, you know. That's the what concern. And they're not like, you know, they're not tackling, but you know, there's a little bit more juice. Guys are. Guys are trying to show burst a little bit more, right? Just the the heart rate Cor-
1: yeah, goes well, up a little bit. Like the play that Tristan Jackson got hurt in is a one on one, so the cornerback's going, you know, fairly hard. He's trying not to get beat. So yeah. like weird things, you fall in weird ways, and it, it's just too bad. Uh, Marcus Davenport did not take part in teamwork, and uh, the uh, quote that Declan played off top of the show was. KOC talking about the plan for incorporating Daniel Hunter, but that meant that both of your uh pass rush linebackers did not take part. I don't know if something's wrong, if it was, but uh he was there, but yeah, he set out the teamwork. Now, the team is going the team is gonna have a walkthrough today in anticipation of tomorrow night's they'll call it a scrimmage, but it's basically a night practice. It's not really a scrimmage. Um, but they'll do situational drills and things like that. But And so they'll they do a walkthrough today. They'll do that Thursday. They'll take Friday off. So there's a very good chance that Davenport could be back on Thursday or when they resume practice after the day off on Saturday. But it was interesting that he was not taking part.
0: Yeah. Well, make it a little easier on the offense when Daniil Hunter and Marcus Davenport aren't out there to, to get pressure off the edges.
1: Yeah, it did make it easier, but you still had – As Justin Jefferson, in his weekly access yesterday, was asked to use one word to describe the defensive concepts that he is seeing, he said very bluntly, complicated, which is what you discussed, Phil, from your Mm -hmm. camp notes yesterday. So it definitely made it easier without those two out there, but still the amount of what they're seeing, it's very clear that the quarterbacks are, in a good way, sort of confused here.
0: Yep, this is great. This is like, you want this... You want it to feel this way early on, and they'll they'll get used to it. It's you know, it's like I don't know. It's like they're they're trying to push themselves. Run. They're going to run a a marathon at some point, and they're like running twenty miles for the first time or something. Like that's kind of what it's like dissecting this on a daily basis. If you're an offense, especially Jaron Hall, by the way.
1: Oh God, yeah, yeah. I would say that that Jaron Hall, in, in his one day being the backup QB to Kirk, probably said. I really like being the third guy for now, at least.
0: Cause yeah, let me just kind of chill here.
1: Mullins was back, and I mean, Nick Mullins can process it more. But I think I think that against this defense, Jaron Hall is probably a big fan right now. Of he's getting reps, but he's not the second main guy. So yeah, for sure. All right, Judge a couple more, a couple more camp notes from yesterday. Uh, Kevin O'Connell confirmed that Dalton Reisner was in the building visiting. Now I saw a Star Tribune report that he left without a deal. Um, O'Connell, not surprisingly, was asked about five questions about the plan there. Like, and and our friend Kevin Seifert from ESPN was very blunt and saying this guy oh. has started every game he's played. I think, like Dalton Reisner stepped in as a Broncos draft pick four or five years ago as a starting left guard and then was just Mm -hmm. a starter and O'Connell, you know, did his best to say, we're trying to, we're trying to take a, in his words, I believe good situation and create competition. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, so I'm curious, did Reisner leave? Because he was told, Hey, we want depth here. You could compete, but there's no guarantee that you can win a job. Did he leave because he went back to get his stuff, and he's going to come back now? Now O'Connell did say they were not going to put him through an on-field workout because offensive line coach Chris Cooper coached Reisner in Denver. So I'm just curious what the what the message was here as far as like is Ezra Cleveland's job in jeopardy? Are they just trying yeah. to create more competition? Because you could certainly make a case off the PFF grades, Phil, that you went through yesterday that there would be an advantage to replacing Cleveland with Reisner for the pass pro ability there. Yes, you take a step down in run blocking, but at the end of the day, Kirk Cousins standing upright is the most important thing. So unclear if uh, Dalton Reisner will get a job with the Vikings and if he does, if he'll step in as a starter or just provide competition.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird deal and that you're this far along if you really wanted to shake up your guard positions, you could have done it in March, April, June. You could have done it. And for now, them to be a week into training camp, and it's like, now we're going to bring someone in. Yeah. I would also say too that, and I get Kevin O'Connell. He has to sort of be good cop and and hey, I'm I'm going to speak on behalf of my guys. We love the guys we have in that room. This is about you know an opportunity to bring in someone good as well, right? We're bringing in another good player, whatever. Of course, he's going to say that, but the reality is. The Vikings guards allowed more pressures and sacks and hits than any guard tandem in the NFL last year. Ingram was worse, but Ezra Cleveland in pass protection was a train wreck for large chunks of the season. I think it's fair to say, you know, two things. If Dalton Risner was really, really good and was, you know, one of the top 10 guards in the league, you know, all purpose, you know, run blocking, pass protection, he'd probably be on a roster by now. He's like 26 years old. He's not 35, but he's also. I think, objectively better in pass protection than both of the guards the Vikings have right now. Yes. So how are they going to sort of reconcile this? They brought him in for a visit for a reason. I'm sure he'd love to sign with someone. Why would you want to continue sitting on the sidelines the second week of training camp? So super interesting situation that's still sort of vague and cloudy.
1: I forgot about this, and I'm wondering if this is playing a role in in his uh, not – Having a job now. This also might go to what he asked for initially in March, from a contractual, from a financial standpoint. But we were talking in the press room yesterday, and I had forgotten this. Dalton Reisner was the one who was involved in the pushing with Russell Wilson, and then and and Brett Rippin, right? Or or was it? I think it was Rippin and Reisner who got into a, a, a short fracas, and then somebody else. Oh former viking running back latavius murray came in and like got into it as well. So I'm wondering if that created some ill will or some bad feeling when it comes to his his um ability to be a good teammate, which might sound silly, but I yeah. do think the teams in 2023 at least weigh that way more than they used to. Yeah.
0: No, it's yeah, there's definitely definitely problems for sure. And there's probably some of that's why he doesn't have a job right now. Teams want to kind of find out you know, who are you as a person, and I don't know. Interesting deal. You got one Last, more go for us. Yeah, one more. Go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Last. So, when the team came out yesterday for practice, wearing red jerseys, number twelve, Nick Mullins, backup quarterback. Okay, he's back. Number sixteen, Jaron Hall, fifth round pick, and then there was a guy wearing number sixty-six. In a red jersey. And, and he looked rather big. And I was talking to Seifert, and I'm like, "What what is that about? Who's 66? That guy looks like a tight end. He looks like a lineman. And we checked with a uh, PR person from the Vikings, and she said, no, that's Kirk. That's Kirk. He's wearing 66 as an some type of, I don't know if it was an elaborate joke or just, that's the number, and I had forgotten this, that Ryan Wright wore in training camp last year when we all thought he was going to get cut. And he changed to 14 when he not only didn't get cut, but made the team. And so... It's
0: it's also the number that Dalton Reisner wore with the Broncos. Oh, wow!
1: Oh, Could could Kirk have been trolling Ezra Cleveland? (laughs) Now you could be on to something. But according to what I read this morning in the Star Tribune, the jersey was... and. I don't get this totally because it was red, but the jersey was the one that Wright, who weighs about forty pounds more than Kirk wore, and the reason why Kirk looks so big because because the damn thing was so baggy on Kirk, because Kirk's an in shape guy as we have all he seen, is. he's ripped, yeah, he's yeah. ripped, and it and i was like that does not look like Kirk. That guy looks much bigger than Kirk Cousins like and Kirk heavier,
0: clowning around, yeah. You know, well, you know, I didn't know at training camp, but I didn't know about the leaders. That's the
1: the but what next if it level is, leadership. But what if it is a? What if he's tired of his ribs hurting and he's tired of being hit, and it is a plea for the team to sign Dalton Reisner? I I, I care to
0: believe it was a troll job. You know,
1: it was a. I like it. It was a little sideways. He was shot begging at Ezra Cleveland. He's like, you can replace either of the guards. Forget it doesn't have to be Cleveland. It can be Ed. I don't care who you replace. Just I do mean, it.
0: According to Pro Football Focus, Ezra Cleveland gave up twenty-one
1: quarterback hits. Dalton Reisner gave up six. Yeah.
0: There's a message being sent. I don't know.
1: know. Well, you're right though. Like there's something going on here. You don't just bring him in on some type of Lark of, Oh, Hey, he's, he's still, you know, Hey, look who's still available. Let's call him up. You bring him in for a reason. Yes.
0: So, all right. Those are Judd's camp notes here on this bonus purple daily episode presented by our friends too, over at federated mutual insurance company. Federated has been around for a long time, over a hundred years. Uh, providing pretty much like a great offensive line for your quarterback, uh, providing risk management tools and resources. If you're in particular a next generation business owner, maybe you're taking over a company from your family, your parents, whatever it may be, you know, Federated would love to have a conversation with you and see how they can help you elevate your business. Federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. Thank you guys for helping us grow this purple daily community. Please click the like button and the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and uh, give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. We can keep spreading the word. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.